randomness. It's a girl thing. Planning your entire future with a guy you've only spoken three words to. It's a girl thing. Online shopping problem. It's a girl thing. A full camera roll. It's a girl thing. Going to the bathroom together. It's a girl thing. You name it. It's a girl thing. Hello gorgeous gorgeous girlies and welcome back to the It's a Girl Thing podcast. I'm so excited about today's topic. It's something that I hugely relate to and have been struggling with for quite some time. So this episode's called Anxious Girlies Unite and it's for all you girls out there who have both rational and irrational anxiety about things and we're going to talk through some of my irrational anxiety, rational anxiety and my tips and tricks to making it bearable or overcoming it. I, for the past probably about seven years, have struggled with more anxiety in my everyday life than I wish upon anyone. I don't have any kind of diagnosed anxiety disorder or anything like that, but I do experience periods of what I would call decent anxiety. Firstly, I'm going to talk a little bit about irrational anxieties because that's something I feel like affects me more than the rational ones because it's so hard when you don't have any understanding over why you're anxious. Personally, for me, being able to sit there, be absolutely freaking out or absolutely shaking and not actually knowing what the trigger point is and why I'm actually afraid of that thing makes it harder for me to navigate and overcome it. So firstly, for me, I have three or four everyday irrational anxieties that I face. Number one at the moment, which I actually started to overcome today, was I am irrationally anxious about driving. Bearing in mind, I'm 18. I've been on my learner's license for about two years now. While all of my friends have gone and got their restricteds, or in the case of some of them, fulls, which means they can drive other people, not just themselves. I still have to drive with a like support person in the car because legally I can't drive without someone over 18 who's had their full for two years or whatnot. One of my friends is close enough to being my support person to drive. Some of them can be, and that's really weird to me. One of my friends just recently got his truck license, like his class two, which means he can drive big heavy trucks. And there's me over here who can't even drive my little like Toyota Yaris by myself. And now I'm not saying that it's a bad thing that I can't drive myself and that I haven't got my license. But what I'm saying, my problem is, is that I have an irrational anxiety surrounding it more so than anything. I'm not someone who's been in a car accident. I'm not somebody who has had negative experiences with a car. I have absolutely no issue sitting in the car, going anywhere, long trips, road trip. But it's being in the driver's seat that stresses me out. Like, I know the road rules and I can see where I'm going. And then I get there and I'm like, okay, 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 I can't see the markings on the road just right Wait, Do I need to be in the right lane, the left lane? Do I indicate here? And I spend so much time thinking about those things that I just get so overwhelmed. I would say it's an irrational fear because there's no logic behind it. Every time I think about driving, I get stressed and I get anxious. I got to a point with my driving where I got confident enough and I had the skills enough that I went for my restricted driving test. Boy, was that a mistake. I'm going to put myself on the line here. I'm going to be vulnerable. I failed my test in three different ways in the first 15 minutes. And let me tell you, that has nothing to do with my driving capabilities. It has everything to do with the anxiety that controlled me. Number one, we sped when changing lanes. Fun fact, don't do that. Secondly, I failed my parallel park twice. However, the bonus to that is I did get it on the third time round. And then lastly, this is the one that everybody laughs at, including myself now. 
I had a rubbish bin. It was rubbish bin day and somebody had left their like little wheelie bin just a little too far out so when I was pulling over after the first part of the test my wing mirror clipped the rubbish bin and over it went. So let's just say any tiny bit of confidence I'd gained before my test went out the window along with every ounce of confidence in my body. However, in order to rebook my restricted, my parents and I made a deal that I'd have to have at least one driving lesson before that. And for some reason, the idea of actually having to do a driving lesson with an instructor was more terrifying than the idea of rebooking and failing the test itself. Once again, a rational anxiety to the point where it took me weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. It's taken me most of a year to book a driving lesson. I had my first driving lesson today. It took me so long to book it because every time I thought about booking it, I would get so anxious. I even had panic attacks. I had breakdowns solely because I was scared and anxious about this driving lesson. Bring in mind, I actually had no reason to be anxious, but I did it. And I guess it took me a long time. And I think that's where my first tip comes in. And that's just take it slow. If you're wanting to overcome something that's irrational, making you irrationally anxious, then you're going to have to take some time with it. It's got no rationality to it. It's not something you can break down, find the cause and fix it back up the way you want to go. The second tip I would have to say, and it's the one you really, really don't want to hear, just do whatever it is that's making you anxious, especially if it's irrational anxiety. Immersion therapy, as they might call it. Just honestly do it. I put it off for so long and I did it today. And I'm like, what on earth was I so panicked over? Because it was not that deep. My third tip for irrational anxiety would also be to find the right people to support you. Because if you're not surrounded by the right support system, in my case, this included the new driving instructor as well as my family and my friends. Make sure you've got people who aren't just going to make fun of you for your irrational anxiety, but support you in your own journey to over overcoming it. Like my parents have been really supportive and I think that made it easier because I had to push myself into the uncomfortable position. It wasn't something they'd be able to do for me. And also I took so long to choose a driving instructor. I searched on Google for every instructor in a like 30 kilometer radius so within my entire like region at every driving driving lesson company every driving instructor I did a deep dive on the internet read all the google reviews before I made my decision and honestly that helped me because at the end of the day I knew I'd chosen who I thought was going to be the best fit for me and if that didn't work out I just had to try a new one but honestly the guy who I went and did my driving lesson today he was great he made me comfortable eased some of those anxieties and I'm actually partially looking forward to going for another lesson with him when I can. Finally, my last tip is reward yourself. Overcoming anxiety is hard, especially when it has no reason. So take yourself out, treat yourself, buy that dress you've been wanting to buy for weeks, go out for lunch with a friend, get yourself that iced latte. Honestly, just find yourself a little treat, a little way, could be watching your favourite movie, a cute little date night, just find a reward for yourself. Because you've overcome something you didn't know how to overcome. And that in itself is amazing. I'm just going to list off a few other irrational anxieties I have. So that you can get that these things are so different. And different for each kind of person. But in my case they have no logic. So I'm also irrationally afraid of throwing up. I have no reason to be afraid of this. But it brings me panic attacks. I'm afraid of being forgotten places. 
Bearing in mind I was not a kid that was ever left behind. I'm an only child who's never ever had to worry about that. But I so get so terrified that I go somewhere with people that I'm going to be forgotten. Or that people aren't going to show up. And then this is the one that I'm really, really not ashamed of. Because I shouldn't be ashamed of something that I'm afraid of or anxious about. But I'm like terrified of moths. Yes, moths. I really, really hate admitting this. I have no problem with butterflies. But moths, they just get up so close to me. And I just like, nope. Can't even be in the same room with one. I went into my little bathroom the other day. There was a moth behind the door and I just walked out and I said, nope, you can take my bathroom. It's yours now. It's your room. Honestly, have it. Please. You'll be doing me a favor. So I think that stems from nothing whatsoever, but just a little bit of a stupid fear. In my opinion, I only say it's a stupid fear because I find it funny because it's, it's such a weird thing to be afraid of. Also, a lot of people make fun of me for it, but that's okay. We'll move on. Now, rational anxiety is a completely different story. When it comes to being rationally anxious, you'll have a reason. There'll be something in your past, something that someone said or done or a situation you've been in that triggers this anxiety point. I don't really have a whole lot of great examples that I could think of off the top of my head, but I have a few and one specifically that keeps coming up recently or two that keep coming up in my life recently that have been trigger points and I've ended up being really, really anxious about them. Firstly, we have growing up. I think this is just like a anxiety point for just about everybody there is. I think it's a girl thing, really. I really think it is because no matter what stage of life we're in, we're always going to be scared of what's coming next. And I think it's that whole thing about change and the unknown. I'm especially someone who has a control problem. I've just finished high school. I am done with my education that's like compulsory per se. And oh, I'm getting tears in my eyes even thinking about it. Not even because it was like the best five years of my life. A lot of people talk about high school being the best five years of your life because of where I am in the world. We have five years of high school. But everyone talks about it being the best time of your life. And I'm sitting here going... I'm not saying it was bad, but if that's the best time I'm going to have in my life, my life is going to be pretty dull. So I think it's all really subjective. I wasn't like like popular kid in high school, I wouldn't say, but I was like known to people and I knew people and I had friends. I'm not saying I didn't have friends, like I have a big friend group, but I didn't really go out and party because I didn't want to, not because I wasn't invited. And now I feel like I'm trying to just justify myself. I think some of those things are what makes high school fun. And because I didn't do those things by choice, I can't say it's gonna be the best time of my life. And I'm excited, but also absolutely anxiously terrified for my next chapter. This leads on to my next rational fear, and that's fake friends. Do you ever just sit there and find out something? Like, I recently I found out something about a friend that I really, really trusted, and found out there were a few things said behind my back, and that I was disgusted. And my new relationship was discussed and people got involved where they didn't need to get involved. And I found out there was a whole group of them talking behind my back. And I didn't really know how to respond to that because these girls I've been friends with for so long now. Then it led me into the spiral of, well, then who are my real friends? Who actually cares about my well-being and wants to be my friend because are those girls really my friends if they are going to butt their nose into my business where it hasn't been asked for I don't know you tell me but that's been a huge thing for me lately is trying to really work out who you can trust and who you really want to be your friends and I think that's part of why I'm so excited for this next chapter because I've now got some more experience under my belt this one also kind of ties in with the friendship but 
I'm scared of never finding someone who's going to truly like love me for me exactly as I am. Jesus is always going to love me as I am. But I need someone who's going to love me like that. And I can't say much. I love everybody. And I'd love to say I could love everyone unconditionally. But I'm always, unfortunately, a part of me is always going to see some negativity. I'm a positive person. But I can't say I'm never going to find a flaw. Because we all have flaws. I definitely have flaws. But I'm just anxious that I'm never going to find someone who loves me regardless of anything I've ever said, done, or the person that I am. I'm still a learning, growing person. And if I don't learn and grow, then how else am I going to get there? So if I need people who are going to love me unconditionally. And so do you. So I just hope that we all truly find someone that loves us for the person that we are and not someone who sees the potential in us and wants us to change. Because love isn't about potential. And finally, this one really hits home for me this year. I have faced a lot of loss this year. That really pains me to say it. I've lost my grandma. I've lost my cat, who I've had since I was four. And I've recently just lost my great uncle. So the losses in my family are starting to pile up. And this also ties into the whole growing up thing. Because if I'm growing up, it means everyone else is growing up. And then when does it end? Because it all ends. Everyone slowly leaves. And I think this is why I have the rational anxiety of losing all my loved ones. It makes me so scared because I love them so much. But I know that it's a whole, like, I know that it's all just a part of life. And it's all part of it and how it is. And it's something I'm going to have to learn to live with. And I think that's the thing with rational anxiety. It's something we learn to live with because there is a point to it. And that it's not just going to go away. It's a part of us because of our experiences and because of our lives and just because of who we are. My top three tips for managing rational anxiety. Firstly, break the fear down. See if you can pull it apart and find the rational part in it. See if you can work out what experiences triggered it and how you can manage any situation that might come up that triggers it. It's easier said than done, especially if you don't fully know where it's come from, but you know it's got a trigger point. The second tip I have, find the positives. Okay, what's the positive behind my anxiety about fake friends? I would say I'm less likely to let myself get entrapped by fake friends because I'm so aware of it. If I focus on the positives, it stops me looking so much at what could go wrong about me being so anxious about it. And finally, if you can, if it's something you can follow the immersion therapy tactic with to overcome, do it. Commit to it. Put yourself in an uncomfortable situation because then it might not be an uncomfortable situation ever again. And reward yourself if you do. I just want you to know that it's okay to feel anxiety. It's a part of life. But if it's controlling your everyday life, please reach out to somebody. Seek help. Talk to a friend, a trusted adult, just someone in your life, a doctor if it's to the point where you need medical intervention. You are worth more than your anxiety. You should be able to get through a day without feeling sick from anxiety or feel the discomfort from it in your everyday life. But I just want to say I'm thankful for each and every one of you. Doing this podcast is helping me get over my own anxieties. And I really just hope that somebody takes something away from what I've said and that the anxious girlies unite. It's okay to feel anxiety, but it's not okay to let anxiety control you. So I really hope you've stuck around, you've listened to the episode and heard a little bit about some of my irrational anxieties. Remind me not to find any moths anytime soon. Stick around, see what more I have to say, what more I have to share. And if you ever need anything, just reach out to me on It's a Girl Thing Pod on TikTok or Instagram. Love you all. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. It's been great having you. If you have any topics you'd love for me to discuss, 
want some big sisterly advice or just want to say hey, just reach out to me on Instagram at it's a girl thing pod and I hope you join us next week. Stay beautiful.